Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week? Eh, it was pretty good. Didn't do a whole lot. Watched the Rumble. Yeah. Watched some wrestling. Worked you know, on vacation next week, so woo for that. So I, I was watching SmackDown this morning because I was, was doing things Friday evening. I didn't get a chance to watch it. So I was watching it this morning, and it's like, it's been a week since the Rumble already? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. The week went by pretty quick. It did seem But there was a fast. lot of wrestling this week. Really was and a lot of good stuff in wrestling. Yeah, honestly, unlike our last what uh, six months of talking, yeah, uh, this week of wrestling was not terrible. No, I mean, of course, WWE stepping their game up. They're in the road to WrestleMania, and yeah. they hope to actually have fans in attendance at Mania this year. Yeah, uh, I think they said they wanted to have uh, what 30,000 20, people. Is what they were talking about. They're they're going to watch the Super Bowl to see what the Super Bowl does and how. Things play out with that yeah, the on Super how Bowl, they determine their fans. Yeah, because the Super Bowl, I think, is allowing 25,000 people in. Something like that, yeah. Um, which, as of yesterday morning, the cheapest ticket was around $5,200. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this seems like a good spot to talk about what we're drinking today. Because, well, as we record this, it is Super Bowl Sunday. It, yep. We'll kick off here in about three hours or so. Yeah, I mean, so. in, in actuality, all the pregame stuff has been going on since uh, this morning. But, yeah, I think the, the game itself is at either 5.30 or 6.30. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, pregame stuff doesn't matter as, as we never talk about what happens on the pre-show. Right. Except I'm going to talk about something that happened on the pre-show at the Royal Rumble this week because it actually matters. Um, um, so, but, yeah, we're not drinking anything. On our recording, we're drinking beer. Yeah, we're uh, going to drink beer Super tonight, Bowl, so. watching Super Bowl. So we decided um, probably best that we don't drink yeah, during yeah. the show today. But hey, we'll be back. We'll be drinking whiskey again next week, and who knows? Maybe we'll actually go out to the liquor store and and pick up some new whiskey. Who knows? So it's a possibility. It is. All right. Uh, should we dive in? Is there anything before we talk about the show itself? Uh, Steve Cutler was released this week yep. as part of um, the Forgotten Sons and then uh, f- uh, um, Corbin's uh, whatever, uh, the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Of, yeah, the mid-card of evil. Um, um, yeah, so he was released this he was week. Released. Cesaro signed a new contract, so he's not going anywhere. And he actually, well, we'll talk about that a little later, but Cesaro's had some momentum going um, yep. for him recently. Um, Casey Catanzaro is getting a lot of heat right now because she's been going out to parties and she's been not wearing a lot a mask. of heat for a lot of that. Uh, one, she's been going out to parties without masks. Um, her and Ricochet are both big supporters of, uh, I think the dude's name is Chase and Rain, who was one of the uh, the speaking out people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he uh, he owns a wrestling gym where he bragged openly about having sex with underage students at that gym and, and both Casey Catanzaro and Ricochet were both like, no, he's a cool dude. He, he wouldn't do something like that. But 
from his own words, he said he did. Yeah. Um, so there's been that. Uh, Nia Jax is apparently a QAnon supporter. Uh, All sorts of stuff. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we did lose a, um, yeah. a wrestler this week. And um, what was his name? Butch Reed. Yeah, Butch Reed. And I, I'm not familiar with him or his work. But um, I'm not super familiar with him. He's he was a uh, one of the early '70s yeah. NWA guys. Um, so yeah. yeah, and it's it's you know it's sad, but we've talked about this before that we're at that age where we're going to be losing people that we watched growing up, and I mean, we don't want to. It's one of those things, you know, we're we're at the point where we are an age. Add in our age plus the fact that. For the most part, wrestlers just don't live long lives. Yeah, uh, that may be changing um, with with this current yeah. generation with, with the new because the, the the drugs and, like and yeah. the drugs are kind of gone from it. The steroids have lessened. At least the drugs may or may not be gone, but at least it's not as prevalent and as out in the open. True. As it was in the 90s and yeah. early 2000s it, it and before. Be, it would be very naive to say that the drugs are gone. But uh, you know, it's it's not as you know to hear like hear like Jake Roberts and them talk, you know, where it was, you know, you do three lines, then you go out and you have your match, you come back, you do three more lines. Yeah. Then you go out and party for the next three days with no sleep. Yeah. You know. The the fact that these guys are still alive, like Jake Roberts or uh Ric Flair, that group of people, the fact that they are still alive is it's pretty insane. nothing short of a miracle. Yeah. Um, uh, but let's dive. You know, should we yeah, dive in and talk in. about? It? So we'll start with the rumble. Um, so the pre-show, the only thing that mattered on the pre-show was uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Oscar and Charlotte for the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. or was that the rematch? No, that was the that okay. was the for the championships because yeah. uh, Nia and Shayna won. Yeah, Nia and Shayna won. Uh, due to Lacey Evans' interference and Ric Flair's interference. Uh, on the main show, we had Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. McIntyre wins in a convincing and quick fashion. Yes. Just the way it should have been. Yep. We get Carmella versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championships. Sasha Banks wins that. Uh, we then have our Women's Royal Rumble in which Bianca Belair... I call comes foul. Out the winner. Why, why are you calling foul? So there's a picture that's floating around of Bianca and Bianca won. You know, let's let's put that yeah, there. She, but the way, won. but the way the picture was taken, it was right at the end where Bianca and and Rhea were both hanging onto the rope and they were both kicking their feet and all yeah. that stuff. Um, Rhea's legs are up in the air. Bianca's toes, both feet, look like they are touching the ground. Ah, um. So, you know, hashtag free Rhea. <laughs> I, I'm i not surprised that Bianca won. I'm not either. I am, and this makes no, like, logical sense whatsoever. I am a little surprised that Rhea didn't win. We'll get to that. But, you know, it's one of those things. And I actually sat here and I wrote down who came in when and who went out when. And, like, you th- with this all whole page, th- this whole page is just insane. so uh but yeah bianca belair won that then um we get peter rosenberg who is one of their commentary 
guys that talks on the pre-show and then, you know, when they cut to the pre-show crew in the middle of the show, he wins the 24-7 championship. That, that title has no prestige anymore, as JBL said. It never had prestige. <laughs> it never had any prestige. Watch it was it. an amazing concept that given has given us some great moments as far as comedy. But it no longer matters because they went too far down the comedy road. The thing is, like, just the just the look on JBL's face when that happened, I think summed up my entire experience of the twenty four seven title. Yeah, it was just what. Then we have nothing short of a slobber knocker between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, it was short of a slobber knocker, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, where Roman, of course, wins. Um, then we have the men's rumble. And coming in at number one, we have Edge, and number two, Randy Orton. Which they spoiled. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't spoil it. They they told everybody. Yeah. I, I, would call, I wouldn't call that a spoiler. That was an announcement. And... Our winner is Edge. Yes. You think you know me. Um, so moving on to Raw, uh, we had Edge came out. Him, Drew, Sheamus all were involved in a, little, in a segment. We had Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle for the U.S. title where Lashley won. We had Xavier Woods versus Mustafa Ali, where Xavier won. We had a Miz TV segment that led to the Miz versus Damian Priest, where Damian Priest won. Damian Priest making his Raw debut. Yeah. Brady was so happy. Yes. Uh, you know, Damian Priest, of course, being Brady's favorite, favorite wrestler. wrestler. Uh, we had the Hurt Business versus Lucha House Party, where the Hurt Business won. We had Asuka and Charlotte versus Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose for a, this was going to be who would be the challengers um, where Naomi and Lana won. We had Carlito and Jeff Hardy versus Elias and Jackson Riker where Carlito and Hardy won. Then we had Alexa versus Nikki Cross, which ended with a, well, no, Alexa won. And then yeah. there was a little bit of an after. No, that was all the way at the end. Edge versus Randy Orton. Uh, Edge won. And that was it. Or Raw. Yeah. Uh, do you have NXT or AEW pulled up? I've got AEW pulled Okay. Uh, so NXT, we have uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Uh, where um, Kai and Gonzalez win. We get Austin Theory and Leon versus Leon Ruff, um, where Austin Theory wins after some shenanigans from yeah. the way. Yeah, we'll talk about that one because I thought that was stupid. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. Um, we have Lucha House Party. Look at them stepping up and being on multiple shows each right. week. They had a match against uh, Logado del Fantasma, and Fantasma wins. Because I just don't want to repeat that whole thing over again. <laughs> um, Pete Dunn calls out Finn Balor, and Edge makes an appearance. What? Edge on NXT, right? 
we get uh, Jesse Kamea versus Tony Storm. Uh, this went to a no contest when Mercedes Martinez attacked. Um, and then EO comes out and they do that thing. We have some random dude named Kurt Stallion that they've been talking about for like a week and versus Santos Escobar for the cruiserweight championship. I guess if I watch two five live, I might know who Kurt Stallion is. Exactly. Um, of course, Santos Escobar wins in a dominating match. I don't understand the build for the match. It, it just didn't make sense to me. After that, we actually see um, Cross yep. come out and face down Escobar. That is intriguing. Yeah, the the best part of that was Cross telling him he can run along now. Yeah, and like giving him the hand flick to get out of the ring and and uh, Escobar like backing away and getting out of the ring. Cross is actually in this last week really has kind of come into his own. He's his promos I think are better because they're not all trying to be overproduced and spooky, but um, we'll talk more about that. Then we actually have Undisputed Era versus Champa and Thatcher, where Champa and Thatcher win. Yeah, that's a Dusty Classic, right? Yeah, that was Dusty Classic. Um. On AEW, we kicked off with the Tag Team Battle Royal to determine who would face the Young Bucks at Revolution. Except the Young Bucks were in it. <laughs> and uh, Jericho and MJF won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting had a little segment. We had Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, where Britt Baker, Britt Baker won. Britt, Britt Baker? Yeah. Um... We had Hangman Page and Matt Hardy versus Chaos Project, where Hardy and Page won. We had the wedding segment with Kip and Penelope and Miro and uh, Charles Taylor. Mm-hmm. We had a lumberjack match of Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, where Archer got his win back. Then we had John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Pac versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, in which Omega and the Good Brothers won. And a surprise. Because the forbidden door was opened. Well, no, they won the match before then. Well, yeah, but... But but the forbidden door... I guess I should have said afterwards, the forbidden door was opened. Afterwards, the forbidden door has been opened. Yeah, because Kenta came out and... Kenta is in AEW. And for those of you who are like, well, who's this Kenta guy? Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. He's this new up-and-comer. He did wrestle it in WWE for a while. You may have heard his name mentioned, especially if you're a fan of NXT, Hideo Itami. Yep. So, yeah. Then we roll into SmackDown. Uh, Roman has a segment where he calls out Edge and says, of course you're coming after me. I'm the main event. We then get uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Corbin, where Mysterio gets the win after some shenanigans. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro, where Cesaro gets the win. Bailey versus Ruby Riot, where Bailey wins. We get a segment with our women's Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. We have Otis and Chad Gable versus Rude and Ziggler, where Rude and Ziggler win. And we have Big E versus Apollo Crews versus Sami Zayn in a triple threat intercontinental title match. Big E wins to retain his title. 
And then we get an edge segment to end the show. And there was, we'll talk more about that. So let's kick off our discussion around edge. Cause edge had a big week. He right? did. He did. Number one at entering the rumble. Edge goes bell to bell in the rumble. Goes bell to bell. Which is rare. Uh, there's been what? Uh, two or three that have done it. Yeah. Uh, and we can't acknowledge one of them because right. Right. it was Benoit. Yeah. And, and Benoit <laughs> did the things that Benoit did. And we can't acknowledge him. You'll get our non-monetization demonetized. Uh, well, you know. It's it. Well, it's not the first time I've said his name on here. And it won't be the last, I'm sure. But yeah, no, Benoit's gone bell to bell. I know Ray, when Ray won, wouldn't he? I think he went in number two, I which is so, the yeah. same thing, but they don't give it the same acknowledgement. Um, yeah, it's weird because your number one and your number two both start in the ring at the same time. Um, but but that number but, one sounds better. Number one, going bell to bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so we have, we have Edge win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He shows up on Raw. He uh, has his segment. His, seg- his segment was great. No, he came out to Drew segment. Yeah, Drew came out first. Drew, That's Drew right. came out first, and yeah, Edge Drew walks out, out, and Edge is like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. I am a threat. Yeah. Why are you congratulating yeah, me? Because Drew's out here in the ring like, I want to thank Ed, you know, congratulate Edge for winning the Rumble, and you know, he, he came back over all of this hardship, and he's done this, and he's done that. And, you know, and Edge is like, dude. <laughs> I'm I, a threat. I am a clear and present danger. Why are you congratulating me? Right. Um, uh, yeah, it was just, what? Which then Seamus comes out, and Seamus is like, uh, you know, you should you should respect him, fella, blah, blah, blah. And then fa- uh, what we've been waiting for for a month now, Seamus turns on Drew. More like two months. Yeah. Couple months, Seamus finally turns on Drew. Yeah. So, but but we're talking about Edge right now. So then we happens. roll into NXT, right? Where they make the announcement Edge is going to be at NXT. Of course, they do to drum up some ratings yeah. for NXT. Edge comes out during a Pete Dunn Finn Balor face off. Yeah, because Pete Dunn comes out and he's calling out Finn. Finn comes out, and while they're you know jammering back and forth. Edge comes out. Yeah. And and Edge is like, you know, I'm really going to be watching this match at TakeOver because it may determine. And he says, this, he talking about the NXT championship, he says, this is intriguing. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that the match that Edge wants, and yeah. it's not going to happen. Would be against one of them. He, yeah, he well, wants... NXT. He makes the comment. He says, you know, I am the E in WWE. Yeah. And then he points at the NXT belt and he goes, that's the second W. Yeah. He, yeah. Talk, he talks about E, you know, on the main roster, they focus on the E. Mm-hmm. On the entertainment. And all too often we forget about that W, but NXT represents that second W. Yep. I, I truly think that the match that Edge wants is Finn Balor or Pete Dunne. I think you're right. I think Edge would be in hog heaven in NXT. Yeah, well, at this point in there. his career. Well, at this point in his career, though, I think that's where he would, because yeah. he could do amazing things, and it's very clear that Edge knows that he's no longer the ultimate opportunist. Yeah. He's not going to be the rated R superstar. 
his job now for what few years he has since he's able to come back is going to be building stars. I mean, you and I would both, I think, I think I can speak this way. I think I can speak for probably Brady and, and any of the people that watch wrestling are all mm. along with us. Could you imagine the main event of WrestleMania edge versus Finn Balor for the NXT title? Like, I would lose my mind. Dude, that would be so amazing. And it would bring so much, so many eyes to the NXT brand, I mm-hmm. think. You want to talk about how to kill AEW in ratings for several weeks? That's right there, is it? Right there. It's not Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. As, as much as I love Rhea Ripley, as much as I, as, as good as Charlotte is, that's not going to draw eyes to your brand. But if you tell me Edge is challenging Finn Balor, Edge is challenging Pete Dunne, Edge is challenging uh, Cross. Yep. I'm I'm there. Well, that's the thing. That, that, that happened at the end of NXT. That did. Edge is walking away. Edge is walking out, and Cross walks up to him, and Cross basically tells him, you know, it wouldn't be you versus Finn Balor or Pete Dunne. It would be you versus me. For the title I never lost. For the title I never lost. And Edge kind of gives him that, sure, Chuckles, and walks <laughs> off. But this is Edge being ultimate. Like, Edge is doing so well. We go to SmackDown. They say Edge is supposed to be here. Roman walks out, calls out Edge. He says, why are you going to make me wait? Why am I out here first? Yeah. And so he calls out Edge, and Edge is in jail. And then uh, he tells Paul, he says, get him out here. And Paul, like, starts screaming, play Edge's music. Get Edge's music. Yeah. Is Pyro an entrance, please? Yeah. And he's not there yet. Nope. That, at least the way they play it. He's not there yet. Yeah. So Roman says, you will tell me your decision by the end of the night. Because Roman plays it up. He's the, he is the main event. And really, yeah. he is. I mean, right now, I, he kind of is. Honestly, this is the match. If I have to go on the matches that we actually are going to see, because we're this not going to see Edge go for NXT, see. this is the one I want to see. I want to see Edge and Roman Reigns. So I feel like over Edge and Drew McIntyre. I feel like what we're probably going to see is we're going to see Edge versus Roman, and we're going to see KO ruin it for Roman. Okay, that's kind of the way I'm leaning. Um. So at the end of the segment where Edge comes out and, and Edge is basically, I'm in your head. Yeah. I'm already renting space in your head. And you kind of see that Edge plays it where he has that realization come, you know, yeah. as he's in the ring. I'm, I'm, I'm already in your head. Yeah. I haven't done anything yet. And I'm already in your head. And so he's in Roman sends Jay away. Yep. Cause Jay made his return, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Paul steps out of the ring and Edge and Roman have their thing. And then all out of nowhere, Kevin Owens comes. Edge goes and kind of, you see Edge kind of look over Roman's shoulder, which causes Roman to turn around into a stunner. (laughs) Um, And then KO just rolls out of the ring and walks off. And Edge is kind of standing there in the ring like, okay, well that just happened. And, and yeah. that's where you get the little credits, and there you go. Yeah. 
as I was watching it on Hulu, it tried to take me into the masked singer, dancer, one uh, of those things. I'm like, and exit. And done. <laughs> um, so yeah, Edge had a Edge had a really good week. Edge did have a really good week, and it was a very good use of him throughout the week. This is going to put eyes, especially if he keeps making a spirit. I don't want him to see him on NXT every week, uh, but if he keeps showing up on yeah. NXT, just if he have shows him up show, at least once a month, have him show up just sitting in the crowd one day, just watching, you know, yeah. Have just, a, so, so WWE's, you know, their thing. So we're going to have Finn Balor versus Pete Dunn, right? Mm-hmm. So before that starts, we've got to have at least one tag team match where it's, Pete Dunn, Lorkin and Birch versus Finn and and two people on his side, right? No, it's got to be UE. They've yeah. already built that. It's it's already gonna it's gonna yeah. be undisputed Riley era. Fish or, you know, well, Fish I think is still injured. Okay, he had that surgery or that's whatever right, it was. That's right, that's right. So it's gonna be Kyle O'Reilly and um, either Strong or Cole. or Cole. So you gotta have that. You gotta you gotta have something going on here. Have during that match, the camera pans around and they're in the plexiglass. Just Edge standing there watching it. Yeah. You know, something like that. Just build. We know Edge is not going to be fighting anybody for the NXT title. That is not happening. Yeah. But. But we're jaded wrestling fans. Come on. Who who know that because we're jaded wrestling fans. Give us some kind of tease there that maybe he will. I mean, even knowing that that's not going to happen, I am pumped for that match. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know without a doubt that that's not going to happen. But I still want to see that. Match. That'd be cool. Um, um, and I mean, Pete Dunn and Finn Balor, that's already a match of the year contender. Mm-hmm. And that match hasn't happened yet. Now, we mentioned Roman and all that. Yeah, Roman still has the belt and everything. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the match at, at Rumble. I called it a slobber knocker. Uh, you said it fell, falls short of a slobber knocker. So the match itself, I was. I was thoroughly entertained. Yes. Until the the end. Up to the end. And I don't know what it is with WWE, AEW, across the board. They cannot tell an ending. So this is the last man standing match, right? Because if they had ended it, then they couldn't have Kevin Owens come back to fight. I'm okay with Owens losing. Oh, I am too. But then the you can't is, bring Owens back so, saying that he... So the way this match ends, right? Owens handcuffs Reigns to a, 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 a stanchion the, the supporting the support, right? Yeah. A, a support structure. Uh, so, uh, oh know. my God, Roman can't get to his feet. So one, every last man standing match ends with some kind of handcuffs or tape or something that prevents somebody from getting up. They go through a, a table or they go through terrible, stupid. Let's quit that. It was really cool. The first time it was okay. By the 10th time, it is just flat stupid by the 20th time. Give quit. me, give me a last man standing match where the two of them beat the crap out of each other. And one person. Yeah. Cannot get up. Well, you could have done the ending that they did, right? Because mm-hmm. Roman passes out KO with a guillotine. Yeah. All right? Paul Heyman comes in, and I don't know if this was a problem with the handcuffs, it was a problem with the key, it was a problem with whatever. They couldn't get the handcuffs free on Roman. Yeah. So that's a problem. 
just like you and I were talking about, gimmick the handcuffs. You could have solved all this and made Roman look like an absolute beast. He's fighting against the handcuffs, fighting against the handcuffs. The ref gets to nine, and Roman just screams and jerks his arm and breaks the handcuffs. Yeah. KO's still over here trying to recover. Roman goes over, grabs him in the guillotine, hits the 10, and as soon as the ref said 10, Roman passes out. Much better ending. Yeah. Instead, what we get, Roman grabs the ref, throws him into the into the light beam, which uh, knocks that ref out when he was at nine. Mm-hmm. All right? Another ref comes running out. Seems like forever. Oh, no, it, it literally took for They waited this until after. They waited until after Roman was out of the cuffs before another ref came out. Yeah. And they knew because you could see the whole time. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because Paul was working with the cuffs. This ref starts counting. One. Oh, you're right. Two. Three. And stopped four, at nine. Five. Six. And then forgets how to count. He stops at six because there they was realized wrong with they the realized cuffs. the cuffs were messed so up. So the ref, who has been yelling these numbers, very easy for everybody to hear, just stops counting. Roman I mean, is still sitting on his ass. I mean, honestly, all you need here is for Kevin to get back up mm-hmm. and walk over and start just stomping on Roman some more. Yeah. Uh to stop the count because you have to step away. Yeah, you got to step away. Anytime so, you, then bam, that's done. That covers that botch done. with the with the cuffs. Yeah, and okay, it makes Kevin Owens look a little stupid, but you can also buy that in the fact that KO is just so angry at Roman. He doesn't really care but at this point he about comes, the title. Okay, he comes it over is, and he boots he boots Paul in the stomach. Yeah, so Paul rolls away for half a second, gathers and figures out what's going on with the cuff. You know, yeah, he stomps on Roman a few times. That buys him ten seconds. It buys time, or it buys it buys him thirty seconds because yeah. it's not a one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. No, it's it a buys one. A, it buys a recount. You can tell the story of of Ko just being so just pissed at this point. Yeah, that Paul is interfering. That he just loses it, and his you know because Ko is a hothead. Yeah, it it, it he just fits perfectly attacking. into. He just starts attacking Roman to the point where the ref pushes KO away, which yeah. lets us cover for Paul fumbling, fumbling with, with the, the key. key. Then Roman gets free, and while the ref is pushing KO away, another groin shot. That's where Roman hits him in the groin, puts him in the guillotine. You can have the same ending. Yeah. That was a horrible. That is the problem of WWE where everything has to go through Vince and you don't have somebody, the, the, the refs, the wrestlers, they don't have the, the ability, the right, the whatever you want to call it, to make things up as they go to now, make things smooth. My question at this point is, this was after Kevin had been hitting the groin. Yeah. I'm wondering if Kevin didn't realize that there was a problem. He may not have. Because he was busy selling the groin shot. Because I think Kevin, being on the independent circuit, he would have known how he could have covered yeah. for that. So I wonder if he just didn't realize until it was too late it's very that there was an issue. It's very possible. Uh, but either but, but either way, the ending completely... The, well, the lead-up to the ending, I guess I should say, completely and, ruined the match. Yeah, and in more you know, good equals dumb news... 
at one point, Kevin Owens raises up a forklift, climbs up the forklift, and does a swanton or something. Yeah. Why didn't he just use the forklift to hold him use down? Use the forklift to push him down to, to hold, the ground. Hold, hold him down. Yeah. Like, I get it. And don't get me wrong. The, the forklift spot was cool to watch. Yeah. But I'm sitting here. You're trying to win. Mm-hmm. Just hold him down. Win. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. We mentioned Carrying uh, Cross a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. We talked. He's really it, just this week. I noticed it, but he started to come into his own, mm-hmm. and I think it's because they're not trying to overduce overproduce his promos. Yeah. He's just coming out and like. Look, I'm the biggest, baddest dude here. Mm-hmm. We all know it. Yep. And I think that that works better for him than this spooky in the back. Yeah. TikTok, the only thing he says type thing. Yeah. Letting Scarlet do all the... This is working better for him than what they had when they introduced him. And I'm actually starting to come around on the guy other yep. than... Oh yeah, this guy's just gonna come out and destroy everybody. Right. Whoop do you do that? We see it every week. Um, well, we're still on NXT too. So let, let's talk real quick about the uh, the way, right? Yeah. The, the uh, uh, Austin Theory versus Leon Ruff match. Yeah. We have an entire segment in this match where Gargano ends up getting thrown out of ringside. Mm-hmm. Right. We have first of all, we have Candice and Indy come down. Well, no, and they he want came, to start getting involved. And no, then, so Gargano was out there. Gargano tried to get involved. Leon Ruff kind of hit no, him. No, 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 no. Before that, Candace and Indy had come down, but Shotzi and no, it, it happened after Leon Ruff hit Gargano because Gargano was laying down on the ground. That's why Shotzi or that's why yeah, Candace yeah, and, yeah, and Indy came down. Yeah, it was. And then you have Shotzi and Ember come running out. Shotzi and Ember come down and ran off. Candace and uh, yeah, they just Andy. start beating up because they're facing each other next week in the women's, yeah. uh, women's Dusty, Dusty Classic. Classic. Then Gargano and Ruff start to get into it, and Ruff pulls the Eddie Guerrero. Cla- as the ref is throwing out the women. Yeah. He, he claps, claps his hand. And then falls on the ground screaming. Starts grabbing his I jaw. I actually enjoyed that, like just that portion yeah. of it. I was laughing. Which, it was great. The ref, like, of course, did you hit him? And Gargano's like, no, I didn't do anything. You're, You're out of here. You're out of here. And they throw him out. And then Theory wins anyways. And then Theory wins anyway. What was the point? Yeah. You know? It was up until Theory won, I was all for this segment. Yeah. But you can't, you don't play a segment like that and then have that person lose. Because to me, what that says is, okay, Leon Ruff is pretty intelligent here, but he's still a bitch, in yeah. the words of John Silver. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just... So I, I I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I I didn't get it either. Um, is there anything else since we're on NXT? The undisputed era versus Champa and Thatcher was a really good match. Yeah, uh, as you would expect between those four guys, uh, especially undisputed era and Champa and the history that they have, and then you add Thatcher. While Thatcher's kind of struggled to get off of his feet, I think. With mm-hmm. his character, I don't think they really understood his character much, at the, especially at the beginning. He's coming into his own, and I think working with Champa is helping him. I think so. Um, um, otherwise, there wasn't a whole lot else on NXT. 
Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot else on NXT. Going back to Monday Night Raw, did Dana Brooke look like Lana to you this week? Yeah. Cause she, I think it was the hairstyle. She looked like Lana in the Battle Royal, too. Yeah. I mean, in the, the Women's Rumble. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, know why. Let, let's it, be honest here, shall we? Most of the women on the roster look like Lana. They're all blonde. They're all wearing some shade of pink or gold. Yeah. They're all Lana. All yeah. of them. <laughs> Lana is all of them. They're all Lana. <laughs> uh, if if this would have happened, wouldn't have happened, and been a thing before uh, the world of COVID, I'd say it's the same wrestler. Yeah. Uh, that they just put different makeup on <laughs> and use a little bit of different camera tricks. Uh, it's the same. It's the same person. The same one. Uh, it just on, on Raw. It was just. It was so. So obvious it's to be, me, and it's just because it, it jumped out it's at because me. Because most of the women in WWE are so damn generic that it's not even funny. Yeah, Liv and Ruby are out there. Liv, Ruby, Rhea, Rhea's out um, there. Um, uh, Ember, Shotzi. Yeah, you know, you, you have all of them that are the the non traditional look. Shayna is non traditional. You you mean they're not. Not big-breasted white women? Big-breasted white women with blonde hair. No. That's pretty much everybody else. No. We, we didn't it, get to see Sasha in latex, though, and that was oh, something yeah. else. Wow. Um. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, when it – Raw was good. Uh, Raw was good as a, a follow-up to the Rumble. Yeah. Um, I, Raw definitely, to me, was the weakest show. It was. Um, and that's not saying that it was bad. I mean, Xavier getting the win over Ali was cool. You know, and then yeah. as, he, as he's going up the ramp, he's screaming, that's two, that's two, two. You know, we got one more. You know, that so that was really cool. Yeah, it was It was really cool. Of course, uh, real quick, while we're talking about the New Day. So, their Rumble gear uh, was Brody Lee inspired. Yes. All three of them. And it, uh, it they was. They had pictures of Brody. It looked really amazing. They had color choices from the Bludgeon Brothers, from the red flannel. Uh, they had the gray far when he was the exalted one. You know, there was a ton of just really good. You know, this is Brody Lee. It was. It was their gear was a tribute to Brody Lee to John then, Huber. After the Rumble, Big E announced on Twitter that all of their gear, their boots, the the trunks, the singlets, the Jackets, all of it was being put on eBay yeah. and auctioned off uh, for a for a charity in a Rochester. Charity in Rochester, feeding Rochester, I think, is what it was. Yeah, uh, for feeding the homeless people. Um, really, really cool. You know, they even had Kofi show up in full gear during the yeah. Rumble, just to add more to yeah, even it. Even though he's um, still not medically cleared, really to wrestle. Yeah, it it was very touching. And uh, Brody's wife, Amanda, tweeted about it and just explained why it was so so touching for her because uh, she didn't have a clue it was happening. She didn't have a clue that it was happening. She also talked about the fact that when she had to tell Negative One that his dad was dead. Yeah. It was her, Brody Jr., Big E, and Cody. Yeah, were the four people in the room. It says a lot. 
Yeah. About what Biggie and about how good of friends Biggie and Brody were. Yeah. I mean, they were apparently very good friends. They li- apparently they lived like right down the road from each other. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah. Speaking of Brody, we didn't talk about it last week, and I don't want to dive too deep into it this week, but Amanda went on podcast. Was it the AEW podcast? I think it was. Um, it and about actually talked about the timeline and what happened. Um, part of the reason, beyond the fact that Brody tended to be a fairly uh, private individual, Part of the reason why they haven't said what killed him is they don't know. Mm-hmm. He developed a, an infection in his lung, was tested multiple times, multiple different ways for COVID, and yeah. never tested never. positive for it. But he developed some sort of infection in his lung, and that eventually led to yeah. his death. Like uh, wow. it started off, he was on his Peloton and he couldn't finish a, a run. So he went and got tested for COVID, came back negative. Yeah. Then he just he couldn't breathe. He started almost passing out. You know, he couldn't exercise. He couldn't work out or any of this kind of stuff. Yeah, he eventually gets you know taken to the hospital. Uh, before he passed, he was on the lung transplant list. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they to the point where they were they evaluated him to determine if he was going to get a lung. Right. And the transplant team or or committee basically said no. We you know we don't know what's wrong. Why how giving you new lungs? He started to get better, and then he relapsed, and and we all know what happened there. Yeah, yeah, very tough. That went actually further than what I wanted to get into it. But right, right. Um, Naomi's back. Yeah, good to see her back. She was in the um, rumble, wasn't she? Yeah, she came back in the rumble. Um. Riddle versus Bobby Lashley, where Bobby Lashley kind of lost it at the end mm-hmm. um, and put the hurt lock on Riddle and Riddle passed out, Yeah, beat down Riddle, put the hurt lock back on him, threw him over the barricade. Where, in, um, where MVP was screaming at him, dude, you won the fight. Don't end his career, like the whole thing. Yeah, we're seeing, I think we're starting to see some cracks in hurt business. Well, we've seen, we've already seen you know, Cedric. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been seeing Cedric's cracks for a little while. Yep. This is even more so, and I think that they're looking, now that they've kind of given Bobby some shine, Yeah, they're they're going to try to start angling to elevate him again. I think so. Um, and I don't know why they would want to break him out of her business for that. I don't either. But it seems like that's but, the way they're going. But that's Vince, though. Vince hates the whole, I think Vince hates factions. Uh, I mean, he already doesn't understand tag team wrestling as as anything. Uh, but I think, and, and this could just be me thinking about it here, but when you think of factions and you think of the biggest one ever. NWO. You know, NWO, Four Horsemen. You know, you think about that stuff. They weren't, those aren't WWE products. No, nah, they're, they're NWA products. They're WCW, WCW products. products. Look, at, look at New Japan. In New Japan, everybody is a member of a faction. Bullet Club, uh, Chaos, you know, all this stuff. They're a member of a faction, but the factions don't work like they do in U.S. wrestling. You know, it's just like, hey, I'm a member of this club, but that doesn't mean that every match of mine, there you go. Yeah, Bullet Club, 
really made it into where the Bullet Club was there. They were the new age NWO. Yeah. Um, um, but you have stuff like uh, uh, the Dark Order. You have the Elite. You know, you have yeah. all these factions. None of those are WWE. I love the idea of factions. Factions do a couple of things. One is it ties a group of people together. It, it, you kind of have that, you know, hey, watch my back while I fight this guy. I'll watch yours. It gives you a chance to put. It also gives some people the rub without actually them having to have a match. Yeah, you can you can take a name a, a named guy, put him with three or four people that we don't know a whole lot about. They get the rub off the named guy plus their own TV. Well, let's let's look right? at. NWO is probably the biggest, but let's look at one of the more successful factions in Evolution. Yeah, okay. So here we have Evolution. We have Ric Flair coming in. Yeah, who everybody knows. Everybody knows. We have Triple H, who at this time was at the reaching of the peak game. of his, yeah. you know, of the game, becoming becoming the game. He became the game at this point. Yeah. Then you have Randy Orton, mm-hmm. who nobody knew. Right. And you add Dave Batista to that mix, yeah. who nobody knew. Batista was a little further along than Randy, but for the most part, both of them were right. nobodies. We spin them out of evolution after a year or so. Yep. Randy Orton is now top card player. Randy Orton's one of the biggest stars that WWE and has. Carries him f- for the next 15 years, 16 years yep. now, and he's still at the top of the card. Dave Batista, enormous star when he was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Multi-time world heavyweight champion. And converted that into a huge movie career. Yeah. I would say he started from scratch on the movie career. Well, yeah. He, he but went back to basics on that, and, and he did it true. right. Well, here's the thing, though. Any of those guys, whether it's Batista, John Cena, The Rock, any of these wrestlers that became movie stars. Oh, yeah. By being a wrestler, they had a leg up. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know. Batista Batista did it the right way, mm-hmm. where he's gone and, and studied. And you can tell, of those guys you just mentioned, he's the best actor amongst them. Yeah, between him and The Rock, for sure. I'd say he's better than Cena. Uh, he's but, definitely better than Cena. You know, the and The Rock, The Rock plays The Rock. Yeah, the Rock is the Rock in every movie he's in. He, but, but Dwayne Johnson has built that character. Oh yeah, no, I ain't, I'm not trying so, to take anything away. He is right. the biggest movie star in the world right now, as far as gross. Yeah, I, I'm not taking that away from him. But as far as acting skills, yeah, Dave and the choices and decisions that he has made, he has become this amazing character actor. Yeah, and yeah. You're not wrong. It's great to see him in Guardians of the Galaxy. But then, you know, you turn around and my head, I would catch it. (laughs) (laughs) But then you turn around and you see him in Blade Runner uh, 2049. Yeah. Where he's this old guy. Uh, What is it? uh, Was it Tuber? Huber? Yeah. I don't remember the exact name, but where he was the FBI agent. Yeah. He's actually trying to be an actor. Mm-hmm. He's not just trying to be an action star. Yeah. And that's not taking anything away from John Cena because John Cena's had some decent roles. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a whole lot of his work. Like, I, I just, I'm over Transformers. So I haven't gone and watched that. You know, 
So we'll see what happens with John. Yep. And The Rock is The Rock. I still can't wait to see him in Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Did they she change the name? No. They changed it. <laughs> no, they're not going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it is... They're different things. But going back, Riddle versus Bobby Lashley, Bobby became unhinged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Riddle wakes up. He's like, I, I know what, like they're, they're telling him to relax. And, and, and he's like, what happened? What happened? He's like, who, where am I? Where am I? Who did I face? Who did, yeah. you know, who, who, who was I wrestling? Carrying that over was kind of cool to see. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. I, I get the feeling Riddle's actually going to take the U.S. championship off of Bobby Lashley, maybe at Mania. I don't know I if they carry Mania, it that uh, far well, out. But I don't know if they carry it that far out. I think maybe we'll see that at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Was there anything else on? Um, well, let's, let's hop over to I AEW. Do, well, before okay. we get to AEW, one last thing with Raw. Okay. Alexa Bliss putting her own little twist on the sister Abigail. Yes. That was neat to see. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way that they did that. That it, it was, it's the sister Abigail. It's clearly the sister Abigail. Yeah. But it's also her own little thing. Yeah. And it just added that little extra flavor. Yeah. Oh. She's not a Bray Wyatt clone. Alexa's killing this. Uh, She's killing this it role. more now that Bray's gone than she was when Bray was there. Yeah. And. I'm, as much as I want to see The Fiend come back, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying this Alexa Bliss on her own thing. Yeah. So. Um, so AEW. Uh, the cluster that is um, the Tag Team Battle Royal. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. I wanted to kind of talk about the whole wedding thing. That was the big thing that I want to discuss when it comes okay. to AEW. So we had Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford getting married, right? Miro was going to be the best man. No, he he was the best man. He was the best man. And then you have, uh, with his butler, Charles Taylor. Look, all I'm saying is the wedding went off without a hitch. The wedding went off fine. Now, personally, this is what I guess technically there was a hitch in the wedding, but... (laughs) This is is what the the third wedding that Miro's been part of. Uh, Oh... And they so, reference it. They reference it. Yeah, they <laughs> reference it, which is cool. Uh, there's a, a spot after the wedding because the the wedding itself, which was performed by uh, uh, what's his name, the minister, the sinister minister. Sinister minister. Um, shoot, what is? I can completely blank his on what's completely name? forgotten. Uh, James Mitchell. There you go. Um, he did the wedding, which uh, was pretty awesome. Kayfabing all others. Yeah. Which was a line that was in there. Um, so that happened. Then then Miro starts his, his best man toast, right? And there's a big box, which we've been trained as uh, wrestling fans that anytime there's a big box in the ring. There's a person. There's in a it. person in there, right? So Miro sees the box and he goes, what is this? This has been bothering me all night. What is this? And, and Chuck Taylor says, it's my gift. And Miro's like... Oh, I see. And he goes over and he just starts wailing on this box. Throws it out of the ring. Because he's thinking what everybody's thinking. Orange Cassidy's in the box, right? Yeah. Or a returning Trent, possibly. Yeah. But it's a little oh. too soon for Trent. He's going to be out for a while. Then, before that, we have the uh, AEW sing-along. 
Yeah. To what is love? Yeah, because Miro starts his toast with what is love, and the whole crowd goes, baby, don't <laughs> hurt me. And Miro kind of gets his smile on his face, and he goes, I like that. I like, I like that. that song. What is love? <laughs> and then the crowd sings along again, and he does it like two or three times, yeah. and he goes, okay, 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 that's enough, that's enough. But that's, that's showing Miro's growth as a character and him understanding uh, and not necessarily character is not the right word, but as a professional, as a performer, yeah. as a performer him understand, Hey, this isn't going to stop on its own. Mm-hmm. Lean into let's it. Let's lean into it. Okay. Okay. Now let, let's, let us finish what we're doing. You've got it out of your system. Let's move on. Um, so he tears up the, the, the box that's supposed to have orange Cassidy yeah. in it. And nothing's in there. At least then, nothing that they show us. Right. Then they tell, he tells Chuck, he's like, clean all of this mess up. And he starts going back into his speech. Well, while he does, there was something in the box. Mm-hmm. It's a pair of handcuffs. Again, can, can we put a ban on wrestling companies buying handcuffs? I, I would I would sign that petition. Because what Chuck Taylor does, he takes the handcuffs and he handcuffs Miro's leg to the rope. At which point, Orange Cassidy pops out of the cake. Well, before that... Oh, no, no, no. That's right. Somehow, and I don't, he I don't remember exactly how... Kip Kip gets pushed into Penelope. Penelope face plants into the cake. Which she didn't do a good job of. She did not do a good job of that. Go back. Compare her cake face plant to Lana or to even better Stephanie's. Yeah. Uh, way back when. Stephanie got cake everywhere. Yeah, there, there was barely Penelope any cake had on a, Penelope. Penelope's cake looked like Kip had just pushed the cake into her face afterwards. Not even. That, that not ha-ha, even. you know. Not even that. Like, there wasn't even that much on her. So she attacks uh, Chuck. Kip starts attacking Chuck. Then Orange Cassidy pops out of the cake, or what's left of it. Um, and then they get even. They they attack Kip, you know, the whole thing, and leave Miro kind of chained up in the corner. Screaming no. Yeah. Uh, Penelope's crawling over to Kip. It looked like she was about to fall out of her dress. Uh, she um, That dress has bound to have been taped on. Oh, there Most is definitely. There is no way. If if you tell me no, there was no tape, then the law of gravity doesn't exist. Oh no, no that 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 dress was definitely taped on. That that was super glued on, gorilla glued, whatever you want to call it. There duct tape. I mean, yeah. The the only way that that dress stayed the way it was, and it, even then, it looked like the tape was struggling a little yeah. bit. It was like spider. Uh, I believe uh, the comment was made here. It was like Spider Man when he was holding back the train. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Because, you know, overall this week, AEW was very weak, I thought. It was weak. I, I still think the show was better than Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, but know, I think that was on the strength of the matches themselves. Well, because right. even the, though the you The Lumberjack have, match was good. Yeah, the Lumberjack match was good. Even though the Tag Team Battle Royal was the cluster that it was. Yeah. It was decent, as you would expect, because... A lumber or a, a, a tag team battle royal is a spot fest. That is the only yeah. thing that it is is a spot fest. So, let me ask you a question about the the lumberjack match. How much of a bonus do you think Angelica and Helico got paid to be the one that that ate the the clothesline from Jake Roberts? He probably paid Jake fifty bucks to do it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we got to see Bear Country. <laughs> on the main roster, which I which, swear both of those dudes look like Rhino. Yeah, and, and one of them even did a like a spear. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and we're like, is that Rhino? Like all of us in yeah, here? Yeah, because uh, uh, 
Kingston got speared through a table that was set up in the corner. And when the dude from Bear Country got in and did it, I forget who it was, but it was one of the people that was here watching it. They're like, is that Rhino? Yeah. And then, nah, it's a Bear Country dude. Okay. And if you haven't watched Dark, then you have no idea who Bear Country is. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're very large gentlemen. Um, yeah, it was... The only other thing, really, that was, to me, even remotely exciting with AEW was what happened at the end. Yeah, with the Forbidden Door finally being opened... Because, you know, they've talked so much, AEW has, about they don't have a working relationship with New Japan. Then they start dropping all these Bullet Club comments. Yeah. And not just, hey, that group we were formerly part of. No, straight like, up calling them Bullet up Club. Straight up calling them Bullet Club. Kenny's straight up wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Like, my in you my know. notes, in my notes, I don't have Kenny Omega and Good Brothers win. You have the Bullet Club wins? I write, I wrote Bullet Club wins so, because that's what we saw. The Bullet Club won the match. They have been dropping all of these, you know, they're, they're not doing this in the WWE style. They're not doing this in the, like, when, when WWE refers to AJ Styles and his, uh, his history of wrestling, never talk about him being in New Japan. They never talk about him being in TNA. No. They talk about him being a world traveler. No, and, and you, you know, know, he's won titles around the globe. They never talk about what titles, when, where, any of that stuff. You know, they don't have Samoa Joe talk about his history with AJ. Yeah. Which, if it didn't happen to WWE, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, You know, so hearing AEW guys talking about Bullet Club and saying Bullet Club, that kind of stuff, it was like, mm, something, there's something here. And then you see Kenta show up and just lay out Moxley with his uh, GTS club shirt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, which, you know, New Japan's been been pushing the Kenta and um, Moxley match for a while now. Yeah. Moxley is a United States champion uh, for... Is he New still Japan? the champ? Yes, he is. Okay. He's still the champ. I knew he was. So. Kenta has the uh, briefcase that gives him a guaranteed shot for it. That's right. Uh, and that's kind of what brought it kind of up, is if they were going to have, if New Japan was ever going to be able to get this match to happen, mm-hmm. it pretty much is going to have to happen in America right now with, with COVID going on. Right. They originally, and, and I remember I was reading something where Meltzer was talking about it, New Japan kind of thought that this was a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. But with the success of AEW, they don't really have that choice. Like They, so, they have to recognize. So let me ask you a question here, too, because this is something that I was thinking of. So WWE has always been so super, super, super anti-partnership with anybody, mm-hmm. right? They had a little thing with uh, Japan Pro Wrestling at one point uh, back in the 80s. Yeah. That ended. Look at what AEW's doing. AEW has a working relationship with NWA. Yep. Because they've got, you know, they've Thund- got Thunder the, Rosa, the, Serena Deeb, Serena, who, is, sign, who yeah. is a signed AEW talent. Yeah. Who is also the NWA women's champion. Yeah. So you've got this working relationship with NWA. And currently, it's only been the women there that have really kind of crossed over. 
But you've got to think that there would be the option of having Nick Aldis show up. Well, you know, Rick, Ricky Starks came out of NWA. Yeah. Um, so they, they've, they've laid those for some of these guys to come yeah. make an like, appearance. And James Storm, he's in TNA now. Um, is he back in TNA? Yeah, he showed back up in TNA. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, but, recently. Okay. There's a working relationship yeah. with TNA. There's a working relationship with TNA where we see Don Callis, where we see the Good Brothers. Uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party ended up on yeah. uh, Impact. On, on Impact. You've got Kenny Omega who's been on Impact. Mm-hmm. you got, now you have. What the, looks like the beginning of a working relationship with New Japan. You, you have the three biggest companies in the United States that are not WWE. Have a partnership. Yeah. Um, other, well, let me. NWA and ROH could be about the same, I would say. But yeah, ROH, yeah. I haven't heard anything about ROH other than the fact that um, 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 what's his face, Marty Scroll. Yeah, Marty Scroll left. Yeah. That that he they finally asked, he was asked to leave. They they finally separated from each other. Uh, but you haven't heard anything about ROH since the pandemic started and they've been on a decline recently. Yeah. New, uh, NWA was on its way up. Then you have impact. Mm-hmm. So you have NWA, so- AEW, and now you're bringing in new Japan mm-hmm. and without a doubt in the wrestling community, new Japan is number two. Yeah. To WWE. Mm-hmm. AEW is kind of getting their their, way up there, but new Japan, when you still talk about wrestlers outside of WWE, if your talk, immediate thought is going to be Ibushi. It's going yeah. to be uh, Okada. If and you those talk guys. about the best wrestlers in the world, you're talking to, about New Japan. To wrestling communities, right? Mm-hmm. Your Kenny Omega's in the top. Yeah, but the rest of Okada, them, Ibushi. You, don't see, you know, uh, we talk about it here, and you know, you hear like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Seth Rollins, or you know, um, you hear uh, Moxley. Yeah, those kind. Okay, you hear AJ. All right, that's cool. Those are U.S. guys. If you get outside of that, that and you get into the world of wrestling, it's Okada, it's Ibushi, it's Kenta, it's yeah. Kenny. You know, it's these people that most American wrestling casual viewers have no clue who you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So, but if these can, are guys who consistently put on amazing yeah. matches, so if you can get eyes on that product, right? Hmm. WWE announced that they're doing a thing with the WWE Network's going away. I think we talked about it a week or so ago. Yeah, uh, if we didn't, we we meant to. WWE Network's going away. WWE Network, they've sold the exclusive United States streaming rights to to the Peacock Peacock Network. Right. Which apparently upset ESPN. ESPN said that they would not cover any WWE (laughs) stuff at all. Um, So... You've got WWE, you've got this powerhouse, right? Mm-hmm. This juggernaut of wrestling in the in the U.S. It's always been. Yeah. You know, WWE has always been number one, two, and three. And everybody else was scrapping for fourth, basically. Now you've got all of those other guys, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, that are kind of going, hey. The minor fall, the major lift? Basically. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. You've got all these other guys that are sitting here thinking, what if we kind of got some sort of little like interpromotional something going on, especially now in the world of no fans? Yeah, you know, if, so if COVID like, does if COVID doesn't happen, 
I still think we eventually get a New Japan AEW Yeah, team. but I don't think we see a lot of the stuff that we're seeing. But I don't think it happens Just for another year at, right. well, at the earliest, and it's not going to be what we're going to get because of this. Right, because put it this way, you know, if, if I'm a wrestling fan and I want to see Kenny Omega, Currently, and and fans are still a thing. COVID didn't exist. Yeah. The only time I can go see Kenny Omega is at an AEW show, which means mm-hmm. I'm going to go pay my ticket. I'm going to go in. I'm going to buy the merch. I'm going to be at an AEW show. Yeah. Why would AEW allow Kenny Omega to go be on a TNA show where they're not getting money for it? No. TNA's getting no. all that money. So I get WWE's point of these are our people. They'll be at eight. They'll be at WWE shows. Yep. We're gonna pretend the rest of the world doesn't exist. You like Roman Reigns? You'll see Roman Reigns on WWE. Yep. Period. You can find him on WWE every Friday night on SmackDown. Yes. So I get it from their standpoint, but I also feel like this is kind of going back to the territory type stuff. This is going bit. back to the territory, but this is going to give AEW, mm-hmm. who's steadily been rising in the ratings, they they. They consistently beat NXT. Yeah. And I haven't actually paid attention to the ratings lately, but I know a few months ago they were talking about sometime this year mm-hmm. surpassing Raw's ratings. It wouldn't be surprising at all. Um, or, or matching Raw's ratings. What I hope they do, though, I hope I hope AEW is smart if they decide they want to do another show. Because you've got Dark on YouTube, which is really just a bunch of squash matches, let's be honest. Yeah. If they want to do another primetime show, let's say TBS or TNT comes to them and says, hey, uh, we've got a, a spot available. You want to do something Which else? they've already talked about that they have a, a deal in place. It's just setting it up. I hope they do it on, say, like a Thursday night. Yeah, well. I don't want to see I, I don't another, think, like, I don't want to see them go to Monday. I don't want to no. see them go to Tuesday against Impact. No, and, and, and I think with their deal with Impact, they, they won't go they to wouldn't. Tuesday. I don't want um, to see them go to Friday against SmackDown. Go to Thursday, you know, then we'd have Raw on Monday. We have Impact on Tuesday, or Dark. Um, or both. Or both. You have Dynamite versus NXT on Wednesday. Then Thursday you would have another AEW and then Friday. Mm-hmm. Or go to Saturday. Yeah, I, I would think. Go to Saturday night. I would think Saturday would be a better choice because then you I mean, have two AEWs two nights in a row. How about and a, this? That's, that's a quick way to wear your fans out. go to Saturday morning? Do it Saturday morning let's and, and keep it more kid-friendly. Let's have a one-hour Saturday morning show from 11 to noon or something like that. Yeah. That's when superstars used to be. So the yeah. older fans like us, I remember watching Saturday morning superstars. I remember getting up at like 8 o'clock in the morning, watching cartoons till noon or 11, Yeah, and then watching superstars from 11 to 12. And, and you keep your Saturday morning show. I'm not saying that you don't. That you make it cheesy kid-friendly. Yeah. But you keep it kid-friendly. You don't have guys on there saying ass. You don't have Penelope Ford showing up there about to fall out of her dress. But you keep, you have it still be your product, just a slightly more kid-friendly version. Or you could do a Saturday night show and do something like Shotgun Saturday Night. Now, the only thing with the Saturday night is AEW has historically held their pay-per-views on Saturday night, which I love, by the way, mm-hmm. because I, I've got to work Monday mornings. Right. And I enjoy when I'm able to, and, and hopefully we can do this more after COVID finally. Uh, we figure that out. 
but I enjoy hanging out with people and watching wrestling. Yeah. That's when I enjoy wrestling the most. Yep. I'm able to do that on a Saturday night. It's a little more difficult on a Sunday night. Absolutely. But with all that being said, we're running a little bit longer than what we really would like to. Anything else that you want to talk about? You know what? There is one other thing I want to mention. What's that? WWE has finally released Lars Sullivan. Yes. I think that happened this week. Maybe and, it happened last week. But and the reason he was released has nothing to do with being a shit human. No. And has everything no. to do with the fact that he didn't show up for a couple of tapings. He didn't show up, and it was, apparently it's a recurring problem. Apparently he does have anxiety issues, mental yep. mental health issues, and regardless of the fact that he is a shit human being, I do hope he gets the help he needs. Well, it's like you and but, I talked with Lars. He made a lot of bad comments when he was a kid. Yeah. You know what? He comes out, he says, you know, that I was I was stupid, I was a kid, I've changed. Yeah. Big E spent a lot of time talking with him. Big E came out and said he appears to have changed. I'm willing to give him a second chance. Big E, uh um Titus. Titus. Yeah. You know, though and said, those are two look, guys who are they, they legitimately seem to be the best people yeah, in the whole world. Absolutely. So if they're willing to give this dude a second chance, I'm all for it. Yeah. Then the stuff comes out about him doing gay porn. You know what? Whatever. Whatever. That that should have no bearing on anything. Yeah. Then he makes his return, and then you find out what kind of a creep he is to his yoga instructor yeah, and her sending, you know, her showing all the stuff of, you know, dude, I've told you plenty, a plenty of times that this isn't going to work this way. Um, we're done. Yeah. You're, you're not my, I'm not going to teach yeah, you anymore. We're done. Period. We're done. Um, WWE just let all that go. Mm-hmm. Didn't even care about it, but no, nah, he didn't show up, which caused them to have to make some changes. So he's got to go. Yeah. And it's, it was a recurring problem. So WWE even gave him a chance on the not showing up thing. WWE is terrible at their public relations of mm-hmm. bad people. Put oh, bad in quotes, oh, but terrible public relations of bad people. You mean like doing a black history month segment and then immediately rolling to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Cause that also right. happened this week. Right. Um, and they got called out hard for that. Right. Um, but with all that being said, on to good people and good things. Yes. We'd like to thank McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi, for allowing us to use this space. They have an amazing selection of board games, card games, uh, any other type of game that you might be looking for. Come check them out here in Gautier and tell them we sent you. Yeah, and if you can't get it in the store, they could, they, they're more than happy to order it for you. Get it in in a few days to a week. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing. Uh, we'd also like to thank Big Dog Liquor for being where we normally get our liquor. We didn't this week because, obviously, beer. Beer. Um, and in, in Mississippi, Mississippi, you can't sell beer and liquor in the same store. So weird. Uh, but go down there. He's got a huge selection of wines, whiskeys, vodkas, tequilas, you name it. Uh, you know, Go down there. Get you something good to drink. Get you a board game from McNarbs. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, I guess we'll see you next week, yeah? We will see you next week. It's time for us to go watch the Super Bowl. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.